0: Good morning, church! Yes! My name is Don Thurber. I am one of the pastors here. Welcome to Passionate Life Church. I want to welcome everybody that is watching online. Thank you so much for tuning in and staying connected to passionate life. Man, what a privilege it is and an honor to be, first of all, a mom of two boys— right? And then the mother of this house. I'm so grateful and so thankful that I get to be the mother of this house. And so I have the honor of speaking today. And before we do that, we have a raffle winner. I'm just going to pull a raffle winner real quick. Um, This one is, I can't see the last number. Oh boy. Sorry. Oh, All right. First one is 989184. 989-184. 989184 Dawn, Okay, your basket is it at the welcome search. Okay, will get it. Come on, Don. She's got my name. She's got my name. <laughs> awesome. You're like, "Yes, that other one was torn." Ooh. All right. So, welcome to church. The title of my message today is Lots to Learn. Is that grammatically correct? Lots to learn. We have lots to learn, okay? We have so much to learn. And the first thing that we need to learn to do is acknowledge. Ooh, I'm a loud talker, so just get ready. (laughs) The first thing we need to learn today is how to acknowledge, okay? I feel like I'm really loud. Can you turn me down a little bit, please? Thank you so much. Awesome. Uh, Am I loud? No. Is it just me? I'm getting feedback? Okay. All right. Maybe that'll calm me down, you know? Wanna... Okay, so the first thing I want to do is acknowledge all the moms. Happy Mother's Day! Grandmas! Great grandmas! Great, great, greats! We honor you in this place. You are so You are such a blessing to our life. I love my mom. I want to honor my mom who's sitting on this front row that sits on the front row every single week. I'm so honored to call you mom, and I love you so much. Um, The other group of... Women I would like to honor and acknowledge are the stepmoms, the stepmoms, the adoptive moms, the step-aunts, the women that have birthed a mission and vision to pour into the young people around them. Amen? They can still birth. We still birth things, okay? It doesn't just have to be a physical thing. It can be an everyday investment that those stepmoms, those step-aunts, those uh, whoever steps into that calling of mom. And so I want to honor you. We love you. You are so cared for. And um, with acknowledgement, sometimes we don't acknowledge because we don't know how to acknowledge, right? Or we acknowledge in the wrong way. We say something dumb. We're like, I don't know what to say, so I don't say anything, right? A lot of times on this day, on Mother's Day, women will not go to church because it is so hard. Men won't go to church because it's so hard you've experienced loss. Maybe you've lost your mom. Maybe you um, didn't have a good mom. Maybe your mom wasn't there. She wasn't a great mom. And so this day is hard. Maybe you're a mom that has uh, lost a baby, had a stillborn or a, a miscarriage. It's hard to acknowledge those mamas because we don't know what to say. Listen, you are loved. You are cared for. There is healing for you. And I'm so honored that you're here. Sometimes it's a bittersweet situation because you've had those experiences, um, yet you have your babies, right? You have the ones that are here on earth too. And so it's kind of bittersweet. You mourn and you, and you have joy. And this is a day where joy and sorrow and pain can coexist because that's the supernatural power of Jesus, that He can bring in joy. It's not based on our circumstances, it's based on who He is in our life, right? And so, if, you, if you've experienced loss, there is an amazing ministry called Foreknown Ministries. It's gonna be up um, there's a slide, and also at the Welcome Center. It's called Foreknown Ministries. It is a ministry that ministers to moms who have lost. Um, babies, children, uh, traumatically. um, And they not only minister healing and restoration with them to the moms, but also the dads. You're not left out in this ministry. The dads minister to the men and they have conferences. It's amazing. So if you want more information on that, go to Foreknown Ministries at the Welcome Center or right here with the QR code. If you miss it, that's okay. We'll have it at the Welcome Center. The next um, people that I want to acknowledge are, are the couples in this place that are trying. You're trying. You're trying to have a baby. Do not give up. Do not lose hope. There is faith for you. There is hope for you. God has a miracle in store for your life, no matter what that looks like. Keep trying. And all everybody said amen. 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 Keep trying. Um, the Lord wants to bless you with a miracle. And so um, I want to acknowledge you. You are honored. You are loved in this place. I also want to acknowledge those who have had an abortion. This is a hard one, okay? You mourn silently. The enemy is putting shame and guilt and condemnation on your life, and you sit there silently in your heart, and you remember those babies. And I want you to know that there is healing for you. You have a community around you that wants to love you in your healing through your repentant heart and saying, God. I am sorry, I was wrong, I come before you. We have a ministry called Surrendering the Secret, okay? Surrendering the Secret. This is um, a place where you can heal, where you can mourn your baby and um, be able to acknowledge your baby. And um, those are in the stalls, actually, in the bathroom. You can click one of those QR codes. We would love to send you resources on how to heal because God has healing for you too. Listen, church, we can acknowledge hard things. If we can't acknowledge hard things on this stage, what are we doing? What are we doing here? We have, to be, we have to learn how to acknowledge. And then um, the last one that I wanna acknowledge um, in the front end of this message is those that are, might be considering abortion might be considering. Maybe this is a hard season. You feel like you don't have support. You don't have people to surround you. Listen, we have Bundle of Joy. This is a ministry for you. We have a community of people that want to surround you. We have resources. We have diapers. We have clothes. We have um, all the baby stuff. We have people that want to encourage you, walk with you, love on you, and that's called Bundle of Joy. And that is a resource that we we started right here at Passionate Life Church that we want to love you and support you. And the enemy wants you to think that you're alone, but you are not. You are never, ever alone. You are not alone in this community. We want to love you through leading you towards life and choosing life. Amen, church? Yes. Amen. Amen. And I, I have a scripture. Amen. I have a scripture to go with this. Okay. Romans twelve fifteen. Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. And another version says weep with those who weep. Sometimes we don't acknowledge because we don't know what to say. Sometimes you just need to acknowledge that you can't fix it. You just need to stand in faith for it. Okay? You can't fix it. You got to stand in faith. Amen? We have so much to learn. We have so much to learn. So let's keep learning. Let's pray. Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this day. Thank you that we can rejoice in today, that you are here, that your presence and your power is here, and you have a word for everybody here. Um, No matter what walk of life, Lord, I pray that I would be a conduit of your spirit, of your power and your presence, that it would be none of me and all of you, Jesus. And we thank you. We thank you that we are going to be different. We're going to draw closer to you today in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. We have lots to learn. I turned uh, 40 a year ago and I was like, I have a lot to learn. I have, I don't know anything, Lord. (laughs) I don't, I have so much to learn, Lord. We can all learn. We can all grow. We're never going to stop learning and growing until we see Jesus face to face. You know, and I think when we're in heaven, we're just going to learn and grow. We're going to ask questions and we're going to learn and grow. You learn something new every day, and that's for everybody in every season of life. Proverbs 28, 26 says, if you think you know it all, you're a fool for sure. For sure. Real survivors learn wisdom from others. From others. How about from mothers? Oh, Oh. and that's what we're going to be talking about today. Three things you can learn from your mom. It's rightfully so, right? Three things that you can learn from your mom. And you can learn from any mom, any walk, all that stuff, mothers, grandmothers. You can learn all these things, but things that you can learn from a mother. And I want to teach from a perspective of being tempered by the Holy Spirit. A mom who is tempered by the Holy Spirit. Because God's not calling us to perfection. He's calling us to progress in each step with Him. Okay, so when we're tempered by the Holy Spirit, what does that mean? That means we have sinful thoughts. They don't go away. We have sinful thoughts, and we allow the Holy Spirit to determine what comes out. Okay? We let the Holy Spirit determine how we act, how we live, how we do things. That's what being tempered by the Holy Spirit does. doesn't mean that we won't be tempted. It means we're tempered by the Holy Spirit. Amen? And so, as mothers, we, we have these gifts um, inside, and so I want, I want us to learn from uh, um, our mother. Um, I asked my family this question. I'm not there yet. I asked my family this question. <laughs> Get ready, okay? We're going to go there. Um, I asked my family this question, and my husband goes, how to cook? I was like, yes, we know how to cook. Absolutely. And then my son, my oldest son goes, Um, you can learn how to respond. I was like, ooh, that's one of my points. That's great. I'm taking that. And then my youngest, Zeke, he's nine. He goes, mom, we can learn how to be pretty. Oh, Oh, yes, you can have a double treat tonight. Yes. (laughs) Oh, so funny. You can learn all those things. Pretty on the inside. Amen. Amen. And so, uh, what can you learn from your mother? First of all, uh, how to not be offended. My first point is how to not be offended. Ecclesiastes 7, 21 through 22. Do not take to heart all the things that people say. Woo, let's just let that soak in just for a second. Don't take it personal. Lest you hear your servant cursing you, your heart knows that many times you yourself have cursed others. It's like we get offended by things that we do to others. This is what the scripture is saying. You do that, why are you getting so offended? Stop taking it personal. Ecclesiastes, oh, so wise. Moms deal with the following. We have a list. This is what we deal with. We get pooped on, we get peed on, puked on, cleaning up after, oh, we clean a lot. Temper tantrums, being lied to, ignored. Stuff was taken without being asked. This is defined as stealing. (laughs) We're called names, disagreed with, incessant questioning, like I'm lying. Are you sure, mom? Are you sure? Did you look that up? Did you Google that, mom? Ruined items, disrespected, and, 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 and. This is just the list, right? And what I love about moms is we get pooped on, peed on, puked on, whatever, And you're not ghosting your baby. There's a temper tantrum. Oh, I'm unfollowing you on all the social media. I'm unfollowing all of you. You just threw a temper tantrum. We have so much grace for our children, yet church, we lack grace for one another. We need to learn from our moms. We have so much to learn. We can't just... Oh, I'm offended. Oh, that was offensive. So I'm gonna I'm gonna gonna block you. You that's what you get. I'm gonna ghost you. I'm not gonna respond to any of your text messages, and I'm not gonna answer your. That's what they get. That's not grace. We we expect perfection, yet we know we're not perfect. We can't get offended. We need to learn from our moms when we get puked on, peed on, all the things. Don't get offended. We all have a lot to learn. Um, all of us are in different journeys of, of our walk with Jesus, okay? And what the church calls, well, this is what the Bible says. When you're in your beginning walk with Jesus, you're a baby Christian. And some of us are like, oh, I don't want to be a baby. Listen, I loved being a baby Christian because I had a, a great excuse for peeing and puking and all my sin and that stuff. I'm just a baby Christian. And uh, I would, all my sin was out there and all my mistakes and I would just spew out whatever. I was not tempered by the Holy Spirit. And I was so grateful for the people around me that didn't get offended. They didn't get offended. They walked with me. They journeyed with me. They were like, I want to help you. I want to extend grace to you. I want to help you in this walk with Jesus. I'm so grateful. So no matter where you're at in your walk with Jesus, we're to be a community of believers that come around one another and walk with each other through our learning, we're growing, we're learning. Think about you've been walking with God for five years. Awesome. You're a toddler. You're going into kindergarten, okay, with the Lord. You're learning, right? You don't just like, oh, expect a, a five-year-old to know everything, and, and you have to do it this way, and you have to, right? We have to have grace for one another in, in our walk with, with the Lord, we need to surround each other and know that we can't let offense come in. We can't because it separates us. Think about if you've been walking with the Lord for 15 years. 15 years. You're a teenager. You know everything, right? <laughs> we all got less to learn. If you correlate it the way the Bible does, the way the Word does, then you're like, man, I have a lot to learn. And then let's skip forward to 50 years. I love in John 8 when the people found the woman that was in adultery. And they threw her in front of the crowd. And they said, Jesus, what are you going to do? And they had rocks in their hands. And they were getting ready to stone her to, get to death. And, and they were like, Jesus, what are you going to do? We, we found her in adultery. In John 8, 1 through 11, look it up, read this passage. Jesus was writing something in the sand. I don't know what he was writing. But he, he comes up and he says... The first one without sin, throw the, the first stone. And guess who walked away? They said, and they were very specific in the scriptures, the oldest, the wisest, the wisest men dropped their stones and walked away. We can learn. We can learn from those in our life. And then the last, he was the last one standing because he was the only one without sin. And he said, go, I forgive you. Go and sin no more. We can learn from this. Jesus was not offended by her sin. He wasn't offended. He was the one that could have been offended, that could have been like, what are you doing? Why are you living like this? No, he loved her. He extended grace to her. He forgave her and said, go, go sin no more. We can learn by not getting offended, just like moms, just like Jesus, just like Jesus. The Greek word for offense, the Greek word for offense is scandalizo which means a trap offense is a trap the enemy is using this as a trap to trap you in discord disunity strife with your spouse you get offended by your spouse you're you're in a trap you're trapped you get offended by your children or your adult children i didn't train i didn't teach you to do that Stop getting offended. You're allowing disunity and discord and strife and criticism and judgment into your family, into your life. When we get offended, we stop looking at Jesus and we start looking at the speck in our brother or sister or spouses or children or coworker or neighbor's eye when we have a plank in our own. Scripture says take the plank out of your own eye before you start picking out everybody else's speck it's like scandalous, you're offended, you're scandalous, doesn't it sound like that, (laughs) Scandalizo. ooh that's scandalous, it's a trap, the enemy is scandalous, he has a plan and a purpose for your life to to trap you in your self-righteousness, pastor preached about this last week, he wants to trap you in your self-righteousness, he wants to trap you in your condemnation and you pointing the finger at everybody else, Oh, I can't believe they said that. I can't believe so-and-so talking behind my back. What are you doing right now? You're talking behind their back. (laughs) Stop getting offended. We need to put our armor on and start fighting the real fights that matter for the kingdom of God. Because so many people are dying and going to hell. And we're offended by each other. We all fall short of the glory of God. We all need grace. His grace is sufficient. No? And, and, and so we need to embrace his grace, and we need to extend his grace, because his grace is enough. It's more than enough. Proverbs 19.11, Proverbs, I love Proverbs, sensible people control their temper. They can earn respect by looking over wrongs. They are, we earn respect from one another and honor from one another when we can overlook wrong. How much more do we love God that He's? We're like, wow, God. You overlook all my you you don't remember my wrongs, my 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 mess from the east to the west. We can learn by a, from a mother from this scripture. Moms earn respect by overlooking wrongs. We we need to overlook wrongs, church. One of the best examples of this is my mom. She is great at overlooking wrongs. And I just want to, to honor her in that because she set such a beautiful example for me. She, forgiveness was a huge part of my growing up. And um, I learned a lot from you, mom. So that's amazing. I appreciate that. Three things we can learn from a mom not to be offended. Number two, I got this from my son. This is so good. How to respond. How to respond. Instead of reacting, how to respond. Proverbs 15.1. And this is, we're learning. We're learning, okay? Not a, perfect, a per- perfect mom, okay? We're all a work in progress. We've got lots to learn. A gentle answer turns away wrath. But a harsh word stirs up anger. When we respond harshly, when we respond without thinking it through, we can stir up Anger. I'm still learning this. I'm still learning. Instead of reacting in life, we need to stop. We need to breathe. We need to pray, and we need to seek the Word for answers. We need to seek the Word. The Word of God has. This is this is like our guidebook. It's alive and it's breathing. It is an everyday guidebook for us. We need to stop. We need to breathe. This is what I tell my children. I tell my children, stop. Breathe. In your nose, out your mouth. In your nose, out your mouth. Go, go, do it. In your nose, out your mouth. It helps. It helps. Pray. Lord, help me. Lord, I want to respond the way you want me to respond. Lord, I'm just going to seek your word on how to respond. It says to love my enemies. It says to pray blessing over those that hate me. It says that I, I, I should turn the other cheek. Lord, I'm going, to, I'm going to respond the way you have me respond. <clears throat> One of the examples, this is a, a an example of me being a basketball mom. I'm a basketball mom. My son plays basketball. Zeke's going to be playing basketball too. And I am a, I am a very passionate basketball mom. <laughs> very passionate. Okay. And I film all the games. Okay. I film all the games and I'm in there. And so um, this really actually holds me accountable because you can hear everything I'm saying. <laughs> and... Uh, there was this game. I was super passionate. I don't know why I was on the front row. I never was on the front row again. I went up on the top row after this in, uh, thing that happened. And I'm, I'm upset because um, the kids are like playing like it's football. And they're elbowing and they're not calling any of the calls. And I'm talking through my teeth. And you know, I'm getting real passionate. I'm like, you got to call those calls. You got to. And then I go, come on, ref. And the ref the gentleman stops the whole game. <laughs> he stops the whole game. Walks over to me, and he said, <laughs> we, "We rewatched this several times." He says, "You say one more word, and you're out of here." I'm like, fifth grade?" No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I said, "I went like this." Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think I said something when he was walking away. I'm really passionate. Something like that. And so, I said a little prayer, said a little prayer. All these people and moms and everybody were coming, I can't believe that guy, I can't believe he said that. And I go, listen, he had a bad day. Something happened today, something happened today. He had a bad day. I'm okay, I'm not offended, I'm okay. And they were like, what, wow, wow, I'm in shock, wow. Oh, that's such a great way to answer. And I'm like, I know. And uh, so afterwards, in front of the whole place, because it stopped the whole thing, and, uh, and I walk across the whole gym, and he's sitting over there with his other ref. And I go up, and he stands up, and I'm like, I just wanted to come over and apologize. I'm so sorry for being disrespectful. That was not my heart. And he reaches out his hand, and he shakes my hand. He goes, nope, it's not your fault. You're being a good mom. He said, I had a really bad day hallelujah (laughs) hallelujah okay so now for a for a bad way i responded okay i'm not that perfect okay so we're at a basketball game And this other team, they were cocky. They were arrogant. They're like, let's get ready. This is playoffs. Let's get ready for the second team because we're going to demolish this team. And we don't even care. This is like practice. And this is what they're doing in front of my husband and my son and the whole team that they're getting ready to play. No respect. No respect. And uh, the coach flips out because we are killing them. We're killing it was awesome, and um and so he's getting all riled up and he's pacing the floor in front of the 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 uh, the scoreboard and going over. He gets into Andrew's face, and I was like, no, he didn't. <laughs> I am about to get down on that floor, so we we crushed it. And at the end, the this is what took me over. The coach tells his team, and they're all crying, upset, he tells his, his boys to hurt our boys. And the boy comes out and he just, wha! And our, uh, one of our guys, and it's like seconds left, you guys. And I got something to say. <laughs> I didn't do it well. I was yelling, I was, what in the heck? Why is that happening? Why is that okay? Get him out of here. So then one of the other parents had something to say from the other team. And we start bantering. And I caught somebody from my church (laughs) next to me. I did not handle it well. I did not handle it well. And guess what? Conviction. I reacted. I did not respond. I had conviction. You know, it's a lot easier to lose your influence than to gain your influence. And the Lord does not want us to lose our influence as Christians. What are we representing? And I listen, I need to be tempered by the Holy Spirit 24-7, whether I'm in church, whether I'm at work, whether I'm in the grocery store, whether I'm at a basketball game. We need to learn how to respond and then repent when, when, it, when we are wrong. Repent when we're wrong. We can learn. We have so much to learn about responding. Stop. Pray, breathe, pray, and respond like the Word says. Matthew 5.22. And Jesus is teaching right before the Scripture. He's teaching about murder. And He says, you're going to be subject to judgment for murder. And then He goes on to say this. And this is Jesus. This is Jesus. But I say, if you are even angry with someone, you are subject to judgment. If you call someone an idiot, oh you are in danger of being brought before the court. And if you curse someone, you are in danger of the fires of hell. This is Jesus. You think the Old Testament's hard. (laughs) Jesus is basically saying, I'm leaving, I'm giving you the Holy Spirit power and authority over your life, over your tongue, over your thoughts, over your physical body, how you act, so you're gonna be held to a higher accountability. We need to be tempered by the Holy Spirit. We need to, we, we think these things, we, we want to do these things, but we need to say, Holy Spirit, you have control. Holy Spirit, I surrender to your will. Holy Spirit, I give you my day. Holy Spirit, I'm going to apply the word in my life. Jesus is saying, I'm giving you power in your every day. I'm giving you power to overcome those thoughts, to respond, tempered through the Holy Spirit. This is what Jesus is holding us accountable for. We need to stop reacting and respond through wisdom and prayer. Three things you can learn from a mom. Not to be offended, how to respond, and how to discern. A mother's intuition. A mother's intuition. What is discerning? What is discernment? This is a gift from God. This is a gift from God. It's determining what is right and what is wrong. How do we know that? We have a moral compass this is our moral compass. This is our character compass. Okay, it's not determined on what you think is right or wrong, what you believe to right, what is right or wrong, your opinion on what is right or wrong. This is what's right or wrong. And so, when you have discernment, you know the word. I don't care if you're a baby Christian or not. You have the Holy Spirit. You learn. You get in your word, and it will become who you are. Okay. Don't be scared of the word. Okay, You don't know where to start? Start in the New Testament. Start reading through the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the Gospels. They're going to sound really similar because they are. They are the accounts of Jesus' walk on this earth. And it's their account. And so you're going to have similar stories. Get get the Word in you. This is what is going to give you discernment on what is right and wrong in your life. How to discern. A mother tempered by the Holy Spirit is in the Word. 1 John 4.1. <clears throat> Dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit. You must test them to see if the Spirit they have comes from God. We must test people. Yes, it's, it's just the way God says. For there are many false prophets in the world. You must test if the, the people that you're surrounding yourself are aligned with the Word. Okay, we're not perfect, but we're all going towards it. Are they seeking repentance? Are they seeking humility? Are they seeking the Lord? Okay, we need to test and approve what is right and test and approve what is false, what is wrong. In your own life, Are you surrounding yourself with people that have been tested and true, that are trying, that are on this walk with Jesus? Or are you surrounding yourself with people that are slanderers, that are full of profanity, that um, don't care about what they let into their life, that talk about people all the time, that speak death over your life, that don't believe in the word, that don't believe in Jesus, that don't pray, that don't seek God's word and truth? Who are you surrounding yourself with? Moms, are. you shouldn't be hanging out with them. You should be listening to your mom. Listen to your mom. Because that mother's intuition is a gift that God's given us of discernment. We see things. We, we, we observe things, character traits. Listen, it's not about perfection. It's about surrounding yourself that are with people that are seeking repentance, that are seeking, hey, I don't want to watch those things. I don't want to watch pornography. I believe that God has placed purity in my life. And then I can walk in purity so i 'm going to surround myself with people that believe the same way. The same with your children. Listen, if we don 't have non-negotiables in, your, in our life for our children, then we 're letting the world lead them, not us. The government wants to lead and guide your children. Um, The government has come out and they said, we want to teach your children. We want to tell them what's right and wrong. We want to give them the moral values that they have. And so I bind and rebuke the spirit of laziness that you would think that the the, the school system and the government has the right to lead our children. You. You're supposed to lead your children. So if you don't have non-negotiables to block the world from coming into their heart and leading them, then you're gonna compromise. You're gonna compromise your faith, your moral values, everything, everything will be compromised if you don't have non-negotiables. Listen, for their tablets, for their phones, for your phones, for your TVs, if you don't have parental controls and things on there to block them from the world, then the world's gonna be the one that's leading them. Don't be ignorant. Church, we need to learn how to learn. Okay, We're, the world is after our kids. The, the enemy wants to kill, steal, and destroy our children. You need to have blocks on your own phone. If they have a code to your phone, if they're on your phone, you need to have blocks. You need to ban them. Listen, YouTube, even the kids, the kids' YouTube have commercials. Awful, awful commercials. And we hand them the tablet with no blocks and say, here you go, I, I'm, 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 I need a break. Listen, we have to have non-negotiables. You have to have standards in your life because that is what's going to lead and guide your family. Morals, character, integrity. And you wonder why your kids have behavior issues. You let them on TikTok. TikTok doesn't have any parental controls. Don't get offended. Don't get offended. I'm, I'm preaching. TikTok, Instagram, they don't have parental controls. Why are you letting your children be led by the world? They're on it all the time. They're on it all the time. Doing their little dances. They can dance in front of the mirror. Who cares? Oh, I I just want to be friends with my kids. Well, welcome to letting the world lead your children. We have to have parameters in place in order to, to be able to lead our children. It says train your children up in the way they should go, and they will not depart from it. They will not depart from it. I'm a product of that. My mom spoke the word over me every single day. She poured Jesus over me every single day. She prayed Jesus over me every single day. And I was a drug addict and, and partying and in the world, and the Lord brought me back. She trained me up in the way I should go, and she never stopped believing for me. Amen. She fasted. She prayed. Train them up in the ways they should go. Do not let laziness lead your family. Same thing with your marriage. Who are you surrounding yourself with? Are you surrounding yourself with people that complain about their spouses all the time? That talk nasty things about their spouses all the time? I can't believe them. We've grown apart. We've grown. I don't love them anymore. Well, you choose not to love them. You need to be surrounded by couples and people that have a purity path a path of respect and honor for one another. Listen, we may not uh, agree right now, but we're going to go to counseling. We're going to seek the Lord. I'm actually going to get up every morning extra and pray with my wife. I'm going to pray with my husband. I'm going to pray over our children. I'm going to open the word of God, and I'm going to speak the word of God over our family, our marriage, our life, our future, and I'm going to see what God can do. That's who you need to surround yourself with. We need to have non-negotiables. If that friend or that person in your life is not speaking the word of God and, and promises of God in your, in, your, in your world, they just shouldn't be your friends. Okay? They shouldn't be your friends. We need to have non-negotiables. We need to have discernment in our life. Discernment. And don't feel... Listen, we are not here to please people. We're here to please the Heavenly Father, the Alpha and the Omega, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, who sits on the throne... We're not here to please our neighbor or your your kid's friend at school. We're showing them Jesus. And my son went over to his house, and they're just wide open to the world. And so my son saw this, you know, profanity and explicit. But I can't believe that happened. Non-negotiables. You need to set non negotiables in your own life, in your family, and in your marriage, in your singlehood. Don't be staying up late at night watching a movie. We're just watching a movie, and I just was tired. Mm. Non negotiables. We're all human. We all fall short. We all need a Savior, and we need to have parameters in our life so that we can be led by the morality of the Word of what's right and wrong, what God says. Because he protects us, he protects our hearts, he protects our lives. He gives us an abundant life. You, you're like I want that abundant life. It's not all about finances. Yes, he wants to. He's going to provide for you. Provides for the lilies. Provides for the the birds. Absolutely, but that's not all what it's about. It starts on the inside. It starts with our hearts. He wants you to have an abundant life through your heart. Joy, peace. How do you know you're tempered by the Holy Spirit? You have the fruits of the Spirit in your life. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. And listen, this is not just about the moms. This is about the dads. You guys are partners in this. Partners, the mom and the dad. And if you're a single mom or a single dad, the Lord will supply all of your needs. He will step in and bridges everything. So do not let the enemy say that you, are, you don't have enough because you have more than enough. The Lord is faithful. He is kind. He sees you. He understands. He's for you. And that's why we have a community of believers that come around you. And we are the village that God says. We are the com- community to help one another. Okay? We have a marriage workshop coming up. Woo! Marriage workshop! You need to be signed up for that. Stop being offended. Learn to respond instead of React. Discern mother's intuition. And I, I want to close with this. I want to close with three things. Three things. Corey, I... yep, yeah, you got it, girl. We're closing up, okay? I want to close with three things. Three things that I've learned from my children. Because we can learn... We, we have lots to learn. We can learn from our kids. And the Word talks about this. To come to Him like children first thing I've learned from my children is how to forgive. They're so sweet. And I'll come to my kids when I'm wrong. And I repent to my kids. Mommy was wrong. I should have never yelled at you like that. I should have never said those things. I am so sorry. And I'm broken and I'm like before them. And I look up and I'm, I'm like, they have every right to be so angry with me. And they'll look at me right in my eyes and they'll be like, mommy, I forgive you. Mommy, I forgive you. We need to learn how to forgive each other. Second thing I learned from my children is resilience. Resiliency. They are so resilient. They'll skin their knee or break leg and they'll get right back, they'll, they'll just keep going. I remember Zeke, broke his leg and he's just pulling his leg behind him. Got pieces of his cast all over the house, all over the house, picking it up. He's resilient. He just keeps going. Listen, if you have a seventy year old in your house, and you haven't put in these parameters, and you're feeling convicted, and you're like, it's too late. No, it's never too late to get on track with God. Put the parameters on now. Be resilient. Be Yes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take what I've learned today. And I'm gonna apply those things. I'm not gonna let condemnation come on my life or shame or guilt that I've messed up and it's too late. It's never too late with God. It's never too late to start applying things. He redeems, He restores. He's like, I will give you back what the locusts have eaten in your life. Third thing I've learned for my kids is that it's okay to be messy. It's okay to be messy, they are messy. What's all on your face? I don't know. It's all on your pants I just got you. Your shoes, they were white. Messy. It's okay to be messy. (sighs) So many times it's like, I can't get involved. I can't, I don't want to be consistent in church. I don't want to do this because I'm just a mess. I need to get my life right before I get in a life group. I need to get my life right before I get into these friendships. I need to get my life right before, before. And the Lord is like... I want your mess. I want all of it. Jesus is like, stop. You're not perfect. Let me, cl- uh, let me clean it up. Let me do the work that only, that only he can do. He's the only one that can go into those spaces and places in our life and heal and restore and give us everything that we need. We need to be okay with being messy before the Lord and say, God, I know that you can use my mess for your message of hope, of restoration, of miracles. He wants to use our life, but if we don't come to him with our stuff, we just stay in our stuff, then we're just gonna be miserable. You're gonna keep compromising. You're not gonna have joy. It's gonna be hard. The Lord wants to give you an abundant life full of miracles and a message for every single person to receive. He's got a hope and a future for you, church. Let's respond to God today. If you would bow your, your, your heads and close your eyes, I want us to respond to the Lord. If you would say, man, I'm a mess, I, I, I feel convicted, I'm, I don't want the enemy to come in, I'm ready to learn. I'm ready to apply. I'm ready. And, and the first thing I need to do is I just need to get my heart right. My heart needs to get right before the Lord. Maybe for the first time or, or you're rededicating and just making a commitment. Lord, I'm going to learn. I'm going to apply. If that's you, just raise your hand. I just want to pray with you. I just want to pray a prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just pray, church, together as we, we help those making the greatest decision. Dear Jesus, I love you. Come into my life. Forgive me of all my sins. Wipe the slate clean. I commit to learn. I commit to keep going. Give me wisdom and discernment for my every day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Come on, let's give it up.